Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today's episode is Jonah Green. We talked about being a 21-year-old virgin. And what do you do when your boyfriend blocks you on Snapchat? (laughs) 
episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. New members get 30% off an annual membership. Visit aptive.com slash blame. That's A-A-P-T-I-V dot com slash blame. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Don't Blame Me. Today, we have a special guest. It's Jonah Green. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? Have you ever been on a podcast before? <laughs> yes. Oh, whose podcast? Oh, Grace's? Uh, no, no, Popcorn. Pop- oh, no way. Yeah. What movie did you talk about? We watched, it was, it wasn't Back to the Future. It was, what did we, oh, oh it Bill, was and Bill and Ted's Excellent, Excellent Adventure. Adventure. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Fantastic yeah. movie. It was um, fun. I listened to that episode a couple times because I was like, man, I'm funny sometimes. Oh, I love that. I love that. When you're like, this is like a highlight reel of me. Like, yeah. I'm just fire. You just fire. sit there like watching with a bowl of popcorn like, I am awesome. <laughs> well, I hope you're equally as funny in this episode so you can know, listen to it again. Well, now that you said that, I'm going to like I'm gonna jinx it. really no, no, put gonna a lot of pressure. We're going to manifest it. The secret. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We're just blowing to the mics now. If you guys are new here, this is my podcast. It's called Don't Blame Me, and it's an advice podcast where people, and I can explain it to you too, where people call in and leave voicemails and say things that are happening in their life that they need some advice on. And mm. so then I do my very best to give maybe not the greatest advice, but mm-hmm. the advice that you'll probably take. And I also sugarcoat it with like, you can't blame me if I totally fuck up your life. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's fun. Because I mean, I'm still holding my breath every day being like, don't play it. Don't play a call in which they're like, yeah, Megan, I took your advice and it ruined fucking everything. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Um, so if you guys want to call in and leave voicemails, the number is 310-694-0976. Again, 310-694-0976. And international callers, you can email meganpodcast at gmail.com with just a voice memo you record on your phone. Bonus points for British accents. Keep it tight. Keep it. Ew. No, I'm talking about. (laughs) Don't make it over three minutes. Don't make it over three minutes. We've got some long ones. Yeah. Be be, be quick. Be speedy. But if it's over three minutes, we're not going to hate you. No. And if it's really fucking good. It's really really good. Like if you you hooked up with your um, boyfriend's twin brothers. Which happens. This is like, this just sounds like porn, like like a pitch it's, for a porno. I mean, this one girl who did, her life could have been a porno. It was great. Oh, good. In a good way. Good for her. Um, and Mel's here too. Hello. Hey, Mel. How you guys doing? So Fantastic. good. We'll hear how good you are at giving advice. Oh, no. Don't do that. <laughs> now I have to be funny and good at advice? I don't like it's this. Okay. I don't like this. I mean, this I do trap. both all the time. It's a trap. Don't ever go Sometimes on Sometimes I'm podcast. a little cunty, though. <laughs> That's the thing. I can get a little cunty. <laughs> Hi, Megan. My name's... I'm 21 and graduating from college in May, and I am a virgin. Um, So just to sort of preface this, I've never really had a serious boyfriend growing up, and I grew up in a strict Christian household in a really small town, uh, like graduated with 30 people small, and I'm not necessarily waiting for marriage anymore. I'm just kind of waiting for the right guy and the right moment. Um, so I was just wondering when you thought was the best time to tell a guy that you're a virgin. Um, so I've tried various times in the relationship, and if I tell them too early, they either get offended um, because they, like, accuse me of thinking that they only want me for sex or that seems to become their only focus in the relationship and all they want to do is, quote-unquote, help me lose my, lose my virginity. Um, and if I wait until it comes up or until we're about to do the deed, they, you know, say they don't want the responsibility or think I'm a prude or something like that. And then they just don't want to be in a relationship with me anymore. Um, so like I said, I just want to know when you think it's a good time to bring that up in a relationship and, you know, if I should bring it up at all. I mean, you should 
definitely bring it up. I, I wouldn't just not, um, fuck. I, damn. I mean, first of all, it sounds like you're just dating a lot of really shitty guys. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. That's like a clear sign that you're dating the wrong type of yeah, dudes. Yeah. Cause I can't imagine any of my guy friends like saying that, like if like I ask about a girl they're seeing and granted, not a lot of like, but like, do you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be like, yeah, I fucking dumped her. She was a virgin. Not going to fucking do that. Yo, can you believe that yeah. Jessica's a virgin? Yeah, like, what the fuck? So I think that's, I mean, it's pretty clear that I, I don't know, but do you think there's a right time? You as a guy? I mean, yeah. look, look, I, I, um. Like, should it be her Tinder bio? Virgin. <laughs> no, but I think that like, I think, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a really big advocate of communication across the board. Yeah. I think like, like uh, outside of. Uh, like like sexual situations, mm-hmm. just like in if you are in any type of relationship, like a romantic yeah. relationship or a platonic relationship, communication is like the way to go yeah. in honesty, right? Um, so like for me, yeah. if I was in that situation, I'd just be like, hey, full disclosure here. Um, but like, what date? I don't know. Uh, whenever, whenever. Like, like on the first date, you're not going to sit someone down and be like, hey, by the way, I'm a virgin. <laughs> just also, so you know. Do you are you a vegetarian? I'm not. Like- yeah, 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 yeah. Like here's three things about three me. Things like, I love virgin. clothes. I love shoes, and mm, never had sex. Yeah, right. Um, but like, uh, I don't know. I would say once you guys have established a type of rapport yeah. where you feel as though you can tell them things that that like you wouldn't tell a stranger. Yeah, I think that's probably where you just be like, hey, by the way, like, not to be weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to make things awkward, but uh, I'm totally a virgin, and yeah. uh, I hope that's cool, and I hope we can still be friends. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like it doesn't. I I think it's the in between time of like. I, I get like not saying it over dinner or whatever. I think there's a way like if your relationship starts getting like you start getting more physical and you're like making out or whatever and all that stuff. I think if you introduce it in um in the more like I haven't been like in a I don't like I haven't been in a serious relationship like I'm not too experienced um, with that stuff. And like, you can just be vague and be like, I'm not really like, if you ask, if you guys talk about like your exes and if you get to that point where you're talking about previous relationships and you're like, honestly, like I haven't really been in a serious relationship. And like, I don't, I, I want to be honest with you that I'm not really experienced like sexually. Um, and saying that, but I think also if you say it with like, I'm not saving myself for marriage, I'm just like, hold, I'm saving myself. I've been saving myself for like the right guy. I think that's good because I think if you just leave it as like, I'm a virgin and like you are, you're 21, some people might assume that that's like, you just are saving yourself to marriage. I also think, um, just as a, like, like probably a bad time to do it would be like right before, you right have before sex. you so have bad. sex. That's yeah. That would so be. You did that? No. Are you fucking kidding just me? Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, like, I didn't tell him shit. at all. You didn't at all? No. I had a friend mm. who did that. And yeah, then it, I just said, can you go slow? And oh. then. Mm. And do you just, tell him after? No. Mm, you never I didn't tell him. He's no Good idea. Yeah. And I was 20, so I was like huh. later. I yeah. had, right. had been in serious relationships, but it was like Did you want to get it over with? No. It was just it just kind of happened. We were okay. <laughs> working yeah. on a school project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, what subject? Chemistry. No, it was Biology. actually screenwriting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Set and the mood. I know. And we were watching Annie Hall and then it just happened. An aphrodisiac? Right. <laughs> the one movie that's like known to get everyone right. turned Always. on. Right. <laughs> and yeah. it just happened. And I didn't tell him. And yeah, yeah it was fine. Rad. Uh. Rad. 
I think, but did you guys continue dating? Or no, it was never like about dating. See, we were just mm. hooking up. Because I think that's different. I think if yeah. you're, if you, because I had a friend like that who she, um, she went to college orientation and just like came, like was gone for a weekend and came back with like, not a virgin. And we're like, what the fuck? Like you just like <laughs> had sex with someone there. And she didn't tell the guy. And for her though, I, it, it wasn't like a, I don't know. Like, I don't consider it like a, no offense as a guy here who, whatever. But like your virginity is really not like, it's as big of a deal as you make it, but it's so much more about you than like, mm. Like this guy who has this non-tangible thing. My masculinity just got shattered. <laughs> just I can't shattered. believe you did that. You just shattered my masculinity. Um, so I think, yeah, if like, if it's something, if you, uh, yeah. I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like I, Mm-mm. even as a 20, what, 24, right. That's all I am. We've had so many people call into the podcast who are like so many questions involved around like girls being virgins and being uncomfortable with that. And it ranges from all ages, like 18 yeah. to like mid twenties. Like I, even yeah. now as like, a 24 year old. That's what I'm saying. I have friends who are both older and younger than me that are both like that. Are, I mean, like that are still virgins. Mm. And I don't even think it's necessarily, um, as much as like, it seems like a self-conscious thing, the right guy, again, none of my guy friends would, that would ever be deterred by it. But I think if a guy is deterred by it, like that's your answer. Like yeah. he's not going to be a solid guy. If he doesn't know you're a virgin, you sleep together. He's still going to treat you the exact same. And it's going to end the same way, whether he knew you were a virgin or not. It's like the guy who's like, Ew, don't talk about your period. Yeah. Ew, oh gross. my God. Completely. Oh my God. I don't even want to think yeah. about that. And I'm like, you're going to be single for fucking ever. Yeah, what are you 12? Or you're just going to have to be gay and date someone who doesn't <laughs> have a period. Like if you're so sick out by that, like that's like, I'm like, okay, pick your, pick your poison, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's Ugh. yeah. But yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah, I would. But, and also like, just like to, to wrap my my point up in a in a nice pretty bow, I think that uh, sexuality is very subjective. Like mm-hmm. all of sex is very subjective. It is a case by case thing. Yeah. And you got to do what you're comfortable with. You know, like if, uh, if you're not comfortable with something, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from, if you yeah. don't want to tell someone, don't tell someone. Yeah. Um, and if you do, do it. But I don't say it for you, not so much about like the reaction and what their response is going to be. Cause like they'll show yeah. their true colors, no matter what, whether or not they knew that the first time you guys had sex was your first time. <laughs> well, you don't owe it to them either. Like that's, oh. that's a thing. Like, you do not owe them anything. No not one can take your virginity. Right. No, it's not a thing. Yeah. Did yeah. you, did you ride a bike ever? Your hymen's fucking gone. Did you <laughs> play, did you do gymnastics? Like that, that, yeah. Yeah. that thing is not there. And yeah. that's also just, yeah. It's a silly, it's a silly concept to begin silly, with. Silly, yeah. silly concept. Okay, on to the next one. Hey, Megan. So I'm 16 and I've been dating this guy for about three months now and everything's been going really great up until this point. Um, but just recently, I found out he's throwing a party through my friends because they saw it on his Snapchat story, but I couldn't see his story. So I asked him if he had me blocked and he originally told me no, but then I asked him again a little further down the line and he admitted that he had me blocked from seeing his story. He told me it was just because last time he got drunk, things got too out of hand and I really didn't know what that meant and he was kind of avoiding the question. Um, And then just recently, one of my best friends told me that he had told her that he actually had me blocked a long time ago when we first started dating because he went to this party and got really drunk and blocked me from seeing his story. And I asked him about it and he basically just admitted that he had messed up and he said he was sorry and he would stop lying to me and all of that. But he did get mad at my best friend for telling me, which I don't like. And 
I also have a lot on my plate with school right now, and I really don't want to deal with this. And I'm just, he's also been a little bit suspicious about other things, like telling me where he is and who he's with. And he always just kind of avoids those questions. And I'm just really unsure about what to do. So if I could get some advice, that would be great. Dump his ass on three. One, two, three. Dump, dump his, his ass. ass. How old was she? 16. Oh, yeah, you dump him that. so fucking fast. So fast. Um, If someone's being sketchy, they're if, if someone's acting sketchy, they're doing something sketchy. Right. Like you're never, you are never being crazy. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing that I've learned as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like you are never, if you have any sort of like so, small sp- suspicion, that feeling doesn't naturally like come up unless you have had like a ton of baggage and all that other kind of stuff. But if you're, if you're thinking something's wrong, something is wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like also, why did he tell, first of all, the fact that he told your best friend that it sounds like he wants it to get back to you. It also sounds like he's just kind of like wimping out of this relationship. Right. And was yeah. he not going to invite her to the party? What, what was, why would you not? <laughs> a, why would you not invite your girlfriend yeah. to a party? B. Also, why would you put a party invite on Snapchat? Yeah. That's yeah, excessive. Snapchat's yeah. dead. Do you yeah. not hear that, bro? <laughs> no, I. Uh, so I think um, something is actually something that I was talking about on Twitter like the other day. Um, there was this girl who was talking about like, man, you know, when I'm in a relationship, uh, I'll notice the littlest changes and I'm such a baby because Aww. I notice these little changes and, and no one else is like that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That just means you have good empathy. Yeah. Like you're good at empathizing mm-hmm. and you're good at like noticing. Like that means that you're aware. Exactly. And, and you are understand because you're an emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. person. So when you notice these small things, these are not small things, by the way. No. These are very large things. Yeah. Um, these are huge red flags. Yeah. You uh, shouldn't be suspicious of like you're saying if you, if you, that's the thing. Like if you're saying other others doing something and you can just tell what they're saying, like you feel suspicious about it. Compare that to how they say like, oh, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to the gym. Something mm. you know is true. Mm. If you have like a set repertoire with somebody where you're like, this is when I know, I know how you're being truthful. I know how you talk. I know your right. cadence and all this stuff. And then something else changes that doesn't make you crazy or you reading too much into it. That is genuinely them. That's them, that's l- them lying about it or covering that up. And I think exactly like you're saying, you're 16, you've got like school and a lot of other stuff on your plate. I would just be like, like literally just fuck it. Like fuck that. Yeah. Not, not fuck this. Don't, guy. don't fuck him. But. <laughs> but it's not, I don't find it worth it. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I mean, it sounds like, you know, yeah. that you have to break up with him. She sounds like she's sounds, aware of it. Yeah, also, it, when did your friend know versus when did she tell you? Yeah. There's, there's just a whole bunch of things here. Like if like, imagine this is what I always like to do when I'm, ha- when I'm in one of these weird dilemmas, mm-hmm. uh, with, with someone that I'm dating is imagine if your friend was telling you the things that you're telling oh, someone else, God. right? Imagine if that was your friend telling you these things, how would you react? What yeah. would you tell your friend to do? Would oh like, yeah. Do you take your own advice though? Like if usually I've gotten better at it. I've gotten <gasps> better at impressive. that. I do not take my own advice at fucking all. Mm, I've gotten better at it because, um, I am terrible at self-control a lot of the time. Yeah. And, and like, I'm, I'm like a very emotionally driven person. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of the decisions yeah. I make, I'm like, no, but I love her, yeah, but, yeah, I, but love I, her, I have, but I love her, I have to. But, she, but I love her. And like, it was so comfortable and it's so warm, yeah. but like, mm, if she's treating you like shit yeah. then you no, shouldn't stay true. with someone. Yeah. That's very true. So, yeah. Get it's, the fuck out. Yeah. Um, damn. Yeah. And you mm. know, I mean, if I want to give you my like 16 year old Megan Betchy advice, mm. break up with him, <laughs> show up at the party, look super fucking hot. And I'm not telling you to make out with one of his friends, but if you did that. 
You didn't get the idea here. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. Crickets. I'm just saying, no, don't make out to like the best friend, but like uh, look super fucking hot and like show and like, because I also think that's the issue when if he's making you feel crazy and all that kind mm. of stuff, like you get to, you feel very insecure. So like go, I mean, and I think it's an opportunity, like dress up, hang out with your friends, even mm. if you don't go to his party, but like if it was me, I um, go to the party with like some guy, yeah, just like, like some look, hot well, dude. Well, not even like one specific guy, but like look great and then mm. feel validated and know that like this male attention that mm. you can get, like that's still, that's still there. And like, you can feel awesome about yourself. And like, this isn't a condition of your relationship. Yeah, I think, I'm also petty as fuck though. No, so. I, I agree. I, I do think that uh, when it comes to breakups, the, like, I, you know, everyone wants to win the breakup. Oh. Like, I want to be the one who comes Me out on top. always wants to win it. Um, I think that no one wins a breakup. Because, no, I don't think anyone should and yeah, actually well, can win a breakup. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you're both sad, right? <laughs> like, you're both going to be sad. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just be, I like, I my thing is, like, I just want to be classy, right? Like, I never want, yeah. I never want, like, my ex, even if she treated me like shit, to yeah. see me with another girl. Like, I never want to, I never want to. Well, because I don't want to hurt her feelings. And, and, and oh, also, like. so nice. But also, <laughs> uh, I don't want to give her a reason to feel like she should have left. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Well, because like that's that's how you like win, right? Is this, yeah. As soon as you sit there thinking like, oh man, look at the way he's acting now. Like, yeah. Man, I'm so glad. If yeah. you never give someone that reason, <gasps> I think wow. that's, yeah. Because like that's what everyone expects you to do is to act petty. Right, yeah. is, to, is to be like, oh man, like I'm so hot, this. I'm so good, like like you know, going to uh, like parties the next yeah. week and like posting photos with like random guys, like yeah. And you're right, it does, it doesn't look, yeah, it, it does. It makes you, it makes the person who like you know is on the other end of that be like, oh well, fuck you, like I didn't yeah. need this anyway. Okay, take John's advice. That was way fucking out of your mind, <laughs> and now I know. Yeah, wow, that's, oh, that's choices, mm. choices. You have choice. You have options, you have, girl. You have the, the shoulder devil. <laughs> well, always, <laughs> the shoulder always angel. the shoulder devil. <laughs> but yeah, and you're 16. You have a lot more life to live. Yeah. On to the next call. Hi, Megan. I'm 15 years old, and I currently go to high school. I am a sophomore, so I've done the whole freshman thing. Um, my question or my problem, I guess, would be, do you believe dating in high school is important? I asked this question question because I've been dealing with some things of my sexuality and me wanting to get in a relationship but not knowing if I have the time or if I want to kind of thing. I'm not sure if this is making sense, but... My mentality is that I don't want to go to college or wherever I go to not knowing what it truly takes to be in a relationship, how hard you have to work at it or just things like that. I see like my friends get into relationships and I feel like I'm missing out because or missing out on an experience on having another person, I guess. I don't know. It's just, I think I see relationships. I still like elementary school relationships where I know they're going to last a day or I know that they're not going to last at all. And I don't believe on the whole like high school sweetheart thing. So uh, I'm, I have very, uh, I have like an, it's not going to be an unpopular opinion, but it's kind mm-hmm. of just like a lot to unpack there. Well, I, I mean, so I, I personally, I had boyfriends in like, okay, the elementary school, middle school, not a thing, but like I dated in high school too. 
I would say that the relationships you have in high school, I, I wouldn't say they necessarily like teach you how to be in a relationship in college or like how to be like get used to being in a relationship just because it's so different. Cause you like live at home and like you go to school with these people and like you see them all the time. It's, it's just a different kind of relationship. The only thing that I like that I personally am glad that I did in high school. Like I had my first love in high school and like that was like great and all that stuff. So it was like a great experience, but I wouldn't say it changed the way I date now. But the, the I mean, it does also like, I don't know, like I, I you can get the sexual stuff out of the way in high school if that's also like your MO, which like for me, I'm like, I'm really glad I didn't go to college a virgin, mm. not because I don't think I, I just, I, for me, like I liked having that little sense of confidence of being like, cool. Okay. I'm like super awkward and like naive and all this stuff, but like, I at least have that checked off. And so, but I wouldn't say, I don't know. I don't think they're necessarily a waste of time, but I don't think there's something to seek out. Did you date in high school? Yeah, no, I, so I have, I have two points. Uh, my first, the, to piggyback off yeah. of what you're saying is, um, there is always this, uh, like this, this like idea that you only have a certain amount of time to get in to like achieve certain things, mm-hmm. right? Like, like if I don't have my first love by 17, then I'll yeah. never find it. <laughs> if I don't get a job when I'm 25, then I'll never get a job. And it's like this weird persistent mentality that I think that everyone's got right now where like if I'm not young and beautiful yep. and rich and famous and in love at mm-hmm. 23, I'm a failure, right? Um, but so the first thing that I want to like remind is like you got time. Like so there's so much, much time. time. There's so much time. And it's interesting because every, like, like there is no, like, this is what I'm realizing right now yeah. is that there's no textbook relationship, right? Mm-mm. A relationship is not an entity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how you interact with another person and every single person is different. And in every stage of your life, you could date the same person at 16 versus 20 versus like 30 and they're completely different mm-hmm. people. Um, and, and I think that like we mature, uh, in, in how we interact with people mm-hmm. the same way that we mature individually. Right. Yeah. So I think that a, there's, there's a, like, I, I almost don't feel like, like what you should be worried about is like, let me get in this relationship. Like, let me fall in love. Like the better thing is to just un- try and understand people. I think it's the confidence. I think mm-hmm. that's like the only thing that I would take away from like those relationships. It's like mm-hmm. feeling more confident, talking mm-hmm. to a guy, like feeling more confident, like right. going on a date and knowing that stuff. It's not like, Oh, the day to day of like the struggles of like really working hard at a relationship because I don't, I I think not that I I don't want to like say that those relationships at that age like don't matter or they're not as hard as they are when you're older. Mm-hmm. But I think if anything, it's just like it's like riding a bike. It's the kind of practice yeah. and feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like because like you're probably like the first time you asked a girl out, you're super nervous. The second oh time, you're a little less nervous and all that stuff. You gain a little more confidence. No, am I wrong? No, 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 no. You're you're 100 right. No, I just I was I was uh, like a really nervous kid for yeah. like a, up until I was like 19, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I I didn't have like a real relationship until I was in LA. Yeah. Like after I'd already moved out here, um, when I was like 19 or 20, uh, that was like my first like real like. Oh. And also, you don't live at home. Like that's like that's that's like that's such the a, thing. That's the thing is it's it's a totally it's a different dynamic, diff, completely different dynamic because yeah. like dating when you're in close proximity in high school and college and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like your, your, your friends and the people that you start relationships with, it's because you're around each other. It's like, right. that's like, Oh, we're just here all the time. It's what you have to choose. Yes. from. And yeah. then also like when you're out on your own and you're living on your own and you're meeting people, it's like, you're able to see, Oh, who do I want to go out of my way to see? Who do I have feelings 
for that like requires 20 minutes drive, like all that kind of stuff. It's interesting too, though, because like, as you get older, you start to want different things. Mm -hmm. Like when I was in high school, I wanted someone who was going to give me constant attention and constant affection and like constant affirmation and all of these things like constant, like text me back all the time, Mm -hmm. talk to me all the time. Let's hang out every day. And as I grow into my adult self, mm-hmm. there are things that I want to do on a day-to-day basis that don't involve another person. Yeah. And part of developing is developing without another person. Completely. Right. So I, I think that like, this is just a very long winded yeah. way of us saying like, it's again, very yeah. subjective. Yeah. And I think if you find somebody that you're interested in, and I think like to loop back to like the questioning of sexuality and all that stuff. Mm. I think, um, I don't want to, you didn't come forth and say where you're feeling at at any, like where, where you're identifying or if you're identifying at like where you are with that. But I think if you find somebody that you're attracted to and you like, I think it's a really great and really empowering thing to do is tell somebody how you feel. I don't necessarily think it's so much about someone else's response and like, oh, are we going to be in a relationship? But I think if you're open to letting yourself feel romantic feelings for anyone, regardless of like their gender or like what they identify as, um, I think it's awesome to like let yourself feel those feelings. And I think experiencing it on your own side and not even necessarily in a relationship, I think that's a really good time to grow. And also if you, I, I mean, I, I've got tons of friends who didn't in high school were kind of questioning where they were at and like when they really were able to like identify their sexuality and what they were interested in, that happened a lot later. And so those relationships were different. So I would say if you feel pressure from other people to be in a relationship that maybe isn't the relationship you're into I wouldn't go for that and do that just to say that you've been there um but I think if you if you end up liking somebody I think like that's like don't shut that down just because you're too young because like I even now at 24 I can say like my first love was still totally my first love like Mm. I loved him as much as I could love somebody as like a 17 year old but like my boyfriend now like I love him as much as I could love anyone at 24 and so I don't think that any of those things are ranked Ranked, they're just they're all just so different so I wouldn't say shut it down because you could be like missing a really great opportunity or part of your life that to look back on but I don't think that I don't think I also just don't think you need to date to get married ever like all even as yeah. even as a 20 year old like yeah. date to know who you are and to figure out what you're interested figure in what you want yeah I also think uh to add on to what you're saying um with questioning your sexuality um everyone questions their sexuality Mm -hmm. at a certain point. Like we all have, and there are varying degrees of uh, intensity of how to experiment. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't, you don't have to throw yourself into the deep end Mm -hmm. to be like, Hey, like, let me just go on Pornhub and watch like a a different kind of thing. Right. Like, let me just go find out. Let Mm -hmm. me, let me see what I like. There are, uh, there are lots of different ways to experiment without pressuring yourself to go in yeah. and date someone that might, that you might and realize that you don't true. have those feelings. That's totally true. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Sexuality is a spectrum and it's also. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. falls on different numbers of that and you're yeah. still figuring it out. So I just wouldn't shut down any emotions that you have. Should we go on to the next one? Mm. On to the next call. Hi. Um, I am 19 years old and I'm in a really loving relationship with a guy who really brings out the best in me and makes me happy, all that jazz. Um, We've been dating for almost three years now. We were really close friends for a while before that. So we we do have a strong relationship. However, recently he has started smoking marijuana a lot, like multiple times a day, every day. And at first when he started doing it, it was because his roommates, who were also his 
fraternity Pledge Brothers were doing it. And at first he was doing it on special occasions, and I didn't love it, but I was kind of like, oh, okay, whatever, like I can let that go. But recently it's escalated to the point that it's putting strain on our relationship. Um, I He's canceled plans with me because he wanted to smoke with the guys instead. And I understand that spending time with your friends is important, but he was canceling on me more frequently than I appreciate. And there was times when he would say he didn't want to go to dinner with me because he couldn't afford it. And then he would go spend 40, 50 bucks on weed that same night. And I've tried bringing it up to him and bringing up ideas to compromise with it. I've said, oh, what if you just do it on special occasions? Or what if you make sure you spend time with me during the day and then at night if you want to do it, then that's fine. Um, or what if you make sure that we still get quality time, all that stuff. And he'll kind of say okay when I bring it up, and then he won't actually act on it. Like, he'll just show up to our plans, like, hi or whatever, and it, I point that out, and all he can say is, oh, well, I enjoy smoking. I'm not going to quit. I want to do it during college before I graduate and get a job where I can't. And I understand that, but it's getting to the point that it's putting a strain on our relationship, and we've never – argued about anything like this before so I don't really know how to navigate our, like a fight like this with him because other than the smoking he is the most amazing guy I could ever ask for and he is really loving and affectionate and everything I could ever want it's just the smoking and I've tried compromising but I'm just having trouble I don't know if I'm not communicating it well enough to him or if there's something else I can do. So I could just really use some advice. Your boyfriend's just turned into a stoner. <laughs> like that's, that's like ultimately what it is. It's hard though, because it's it's hard to watch someone change, right? Yeah, especially that, in a relationship. Like when you're yeah. dating someone, I think that it's, yeah. So there's there's like the two sides, right? Like there is, you obviously, like people can't stay static, right? Like people yeah. are always growing and changing. Um it's hard when someone grows in a direction that you do not also yeah, grow Yeah, and that in. you didn't sign up for. Like right. that is something if you started dating someone would be a deal breaker. Yeah. That I think. That's really hard. Um, I mean, here's what I'll say. I think every, I don't know how long, did she say how long this has been going on? That's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, because I, I mean like, she okay. say. Yeah. we've all had stoner phases. Mm. I will fully admit to it. I've never had a serious oh, yeah. stoner phase while in a relationship. It was very much like Megan had mono broke her and her boyfriend broke up, like couldn't eat anything, was like super skinny. And I was like, I'm just getting high all the fucking time. I'm like mm. graduating high school. Yeah. So, but it didn't affect anybody besides me. So I would say like, but I would also say like that didn't last forever. Like I, that was like probably like a six month period or something like that. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. I think the whole thing of him saying that he wants to like smoke and enjoy himself while he's in college before he gets a job that I think I totally understand what he means there. And I think that's him basically giving you a timeline. I just think it's a really fucking long time that you're supposed to just deal with kind of an unmotivated, just stoner boyfriend. I think if he wants to smoke with his friends, that's cool. But like that, it, it just can't be, I think you need to draw the line. Like, I think you need to because obviously this isn't a big deal to him. And I think, I don't, I'm not saying that you've downplayed this at all. 
um, but you're even saying that you feel like you're having a hard time communicating this. I would say something along the lines of being like, I, and this, so I've said this to guys that I've dated before. And if you listen to this podcast, I date some stellar fucking guys. <laughs> My boyfriend now, he's, he's pretty cool. But like the rest of our all fucking awful ones. And I dated a lot of like users and like drug dealers to get dark. And Whoa. for me, I am super, super uncomfortable around drugs, probably because of that. Like, I'm sure that was like kind of where it started. Sure. So for me, like I, I tell people when I date right off the bat where I'm like, I'm really not comfortable. Like I don't drink. Like I'm really not comfortable being around anyone who's doing hard drugs. Like I don't want to be at a part, even if you are not doing it, I don't want to be at a party where there's Coke. I don't want to see that stuff. Like I don't want to be around that. And I'm saying that if you're going to go do that on your own time and like, you're going to, you're going to go to a party and participate in all that stuff. I don't feel comfortable with the person that I date, like being actively participating. But if your friends are doing drugs and you're not doing it and I'm not there, fine. But none of that can, you can't bring that home, like that sort of a thing. So I think you, even though you didn't establish this the beginning of your relationship, I think you can say something where it's like, I don't care if you smoke and you get high with your friends. That's fine. But like, I still want to date you. Like, I don't want that to change our relationship. Like, I don't want you to show up high to a date when I want to go do something like that for me, like whatever you do on your free time with your friends, sure, that's your thing. But if it infiltrates into your relationship, I, you need, I think you need to tell him like, you fucking show up high one more time to a date. Like I'm done. Like this isn't this. Cause I also think like, I mean like there's medical marijuana and all that stuff. Like I don't, I have no issue with weed, but mm. if I was dating someone who was constantly stoned all the time and you feel like you can't do stuff that you want to go do. And like that, I think it's just not fair. Yeah. No, I, I think that everything that you're saying is pretty on the nose. I think that, um, again, when you were talking about confidence, Confidence is understanding your your morals mm -hmm. and, and your character, right? Yeah. That's what this way your character is. Um, and it's really knowing what you like, what you don't like, what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with, mm -hmm. and then sticking to those guns. So if there's a thing that's happening that makes you feel uncomfortable, no matter what the consequences are, mm -hmm. I believe you should always stand up for that. And I always think like, even if something makes you feel uncomfortable, that's always valid. Like however yeah, you feel yeah. is valid. You might be like, oh, yeah, am, I be, am I overreacting? Or no. I'm like, if, if you're overreacting or not, you're going to feel the exact same way. Right. So address the emotion, right. not like, oh, am I feeling crazy for feeling this? And as great as of a, like, as awesome and stellar as a, of a guy as he is, sure if he's not willing to like meet you, like get at this that point, meet you halfway, like yeah. then he's not that great of a guy and all the rest of it. I think you need it. I don't know. It's like, we, we talked about this before when a call, which ended well, really nicely. Um, a caller had called in and her husband was a Trump supporter. He's no mm. longer a Trump supporter, but right I think on. ultimately, um, good husband. I think ultimately like if, it's not so much about him smoking weed. It's kind of about being disrespected and about like your time is being disrespected and he's mm. not listening to you. So it's not just like, oh, I don't like you smoking weed. It's like, you can smoke weed and have fun with your friends, but you can't cancel on plans with me. You can't do all this other stuff. If he was doing all those things and had nothing related to weed, you'd still be annoyed at him. Like it's not necessarily the catalyst. It's Very true. his actions that he's doing. So yeah. I would say that to him where it's like, it's not the weed, it's you bailing on me. It's you not wanting to do stuff that we normally do. And it's like you ditching me and not hanging out with me. Like yeah. if you were doing all of this to like hang out with another girl, I'd be pissed. Like oh, yeah. if you're doing this to like go hang out with your buddies and you're just ditching me all the time, like I'd you'd still be mad. I don't necessarily think it's like the weed thing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. A person that won't meet you in the middle. Like it sounds like, it also sounds like, like you are a very mature person. Yeah. It sounds like you're a lot more mature than, uh, than people are mm -hmm. at 19. And I think that, um, 
having that emotional maturity to understand what you do and don't like Mm -hmm. means that you have to be able to sit this guy down and just say, Hey, this is how I feel. Uh, I'm not coming at you. I'm not attacking you. Mm -hmm. This is just the things that I'm feeling. How do we make sure that we both get what we want? Yeah. And And I wouldn't say give him ultimatum or a timeline, but you yourself know and be like, tell him. And then in your head, be like, Hey, I'm going to get like, if I don't see some active change in Mm -hmm. this, then Mm -hmm. know that like you you're not walking away without like putting all your effort in. Like you've tried and you've yeah. told him. And if he's not able to change there, that's like, that's on him. Like you can no longer, there's nothing else that you can do. Yeah. It's very freeing to walk away knowing that you did everything you could. Oh, totally. That's great. Okay. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. This episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. Aptive makes the highest quality training available to everyone with a carefully selected group of certified personal trainers that guides you through each and every workout. The trainers have a wide array of personalities, so you can even find the personal training style that motivates you best. Plus, Aptive's in-house music production team partners with every trainer to create music playlists that are perfectly timed to the intensity and pace of your workout. Like when you need that extra boost, the music keeps you going and motivated. It pumps you up. It gets you swole. But when you're ready to slow things down, the intensity of the music dials down with you for that cool down. Whenever or wherever you like to work out, at the gym, at home, outside, when you're traveling for business, you know, with your dog, with your cat, Aptive is ready to go along with you with their mobile app. It's like having a teeny tiny little personal trainer in your pocket. Whether you're interested in running, strength training, indoor cycling, stair climbing, yoga, or even meditation, Aptive trainers give you the guidance you need to be better at all those types of exercises that you love delivered in a flexible audio format to make fitness a lasting part of your routine. Aptive has classes for all fitness levels from beginner to intermediate, even to, oh yeah, those advanced people. And with more than 2,500 workouts available on the platform and more than 30 new classes added each week, there's always a new workout to try. Or simply pick the type of guidance that you're feeling up for that day, whether it's technical training, high energy coaching, or boot camp style intensity. You know, if you had a bad week and you're like, I need someone to whip me into shape. They also have a full maternity program. I don't know if anyone listening to this is pregnant, but I mean, not that I have baby fever, but I just like love babies. Um, But I think it's really cool that there's a full maternity program. So it's broken down by trimester so you can work out and build strength for a healthy pregnancy and delivery. And if you are... Super, super, super ambitious. They have a 5K, 10K, half, and full marathon training programs. Whoa. I'm personally a huge fan of fitness, as you guys know, if you follow me on Instagram and everything like that. And I really, really, really love Aptive. I think it's so impressive that you can just have a trainer in your ear. There's nothing more nerve wracking than like walking up to a weight rack and not knowing what you're doing. But here, it literally feels like you have someone whispering in your ear being like, it's okay, don't worry, you got this. It's gonna be fine. And it gives me that sense of confidence in the gym because gym anxiety is totally real. Even as somebody who works out all the time, I 
still get nervous when I go to the gym and I'm like, oh no, what if, what if people are judging me because I don't know what I'm doing? This always makes me feel like I know what I'm doing and I get a really good workout. I'm able to push myself like I would if I, there was a real trainer right there. Subscriptions start at $14.99 billed monthly or $99.99 for an annual membership. For a limited time, new members are going to get 30% off an annual membership, which is just $69.99 for a whole year of unlimited workouts. Visit aptive.com slash blame. That's A-A-P-T-I-V dot com slash blame. Okay, guys, we are back and we are going into the next call. Mm. I liked that noise. Mm. Hi, Megan. This is I'm 16 years old, and I was calling because in the last couple months, I've been dealing with a situation where I was talking to this guy, and he got me really vulnerable and made me think that he really liked me. And so I did something I'd never done before, and I sent him pictures. And somehow, without, like, screenshotting them on Snapchat, he found a way to save the pictures. and then. Around two months after we stopped talking, he began to send them around to people in the school. We've kind of figured out the situation and gotten it stopped, but now I'm dealing with the residual fear and lack of trust, and I feel like I don't know how to talk to anyone anymore. I feel like I've only ever been approached for that kind of stuff and not for, like, someone talking to me. So I deal with the situation where I don't know how to talk to a guy normally, and I automatically assume that he just wants me for my body. I learned that it's a lot harder for me to trust people than it used to be, and after being so vulnerable with him, I haven't been vulnerable with anyone else because I have this residual fear that it's going to happen again. I know you probably can't do anything about it, but if you could just tell me why you think I don't trust people and how you think that'll change or how you think I could change it, I'd really appreciate it. I had that happen to someone that I dated. That your nudes got out? No, no, no. Like I dated someone who who, who had had that happen to her and it, it was like... Awful. Like she, like she is still dealing with. Yeah. That's what I would say automatically. Yeah. Like you're completely feeling like not trusting. I think that's, that's a so given. Warranted. Yeah. And I also, first of all, I know you said you guys are dealing with it, but like revenge porn, like that's what the, like you can't. This, it's, it's not just that it's, it's she's under age yeah, too. That's exactly. Illegal. That's like illegal. this is, this yeah, isn't, this shouldn't, illegal. if your school's dealing with it and like you feel like, okay, well, I've talked about this. Like people know he's stopped doing it. Like I genuinely I mean I'm not gonna tell you like press actual charges but like that's something if you feel like you want that kind of closure like legally but she can also get in trouble too yes because Mm -hmm. it's child pornography yeah she's underage if you're sending a picture of yourself you can send if you send it to someone (gasps) Mm -hmm. she can actually get prosecuted as well oh fuck I take that back then I'm so sorry it's distribution on both ends Mm -hmm. it's that's it's a really bad situation yeah that's like, that's a shitty dude. That's, that's a yeah. shitty, mm-hmm. shitty person. And any guy who's like coming up to you and like being an asshole, like soliciting you for like that kind of thing. That's, it's, it's, it's such, gross. it's such, and it's, it's such gross. like a clear sign of immaturity that 
I even though it might seem like it's never it's you're going you're never going to escape it you totally will not only will you escape it like when you go to college you meet new people when these people grow up they're going to be absolutely mortified at how much of a shit they were yeah like this is such an immature thing to and you see this in like tv shows and stuff Mm -hmm. when this kind of stuff happens and I remember there was a girl I went to high school with or we grew up together so before that but I don't remember even exactly what it was which proving to you that like these things people actually forget something had happened where like I don't know if it was like a picture or a video or even just a story of like her being at a party with like a bunch of like older guys and like her getting with all of those guys now in this climate I'm like okay first of all why did anyone why did all of us think gross of her that sounds like a terrible situation that she was forced to be in but more than that as we've all not only have like have since we've all grown up she's friends with the guys we went to school with and like the girls we went to school with. Like it was something, it was a really big gossipy drama kind of thing for a little while. And it super fucking sucked for her. I'm sure I can't speak for her cause I'm not her, but like now as an adult, none of us think of that when we think of her. And it's more of like an embarrassing thing of like, Holy shit. How could we have, how could, how could all, all these people been so judgmental on something that nobody intended to get out? I think, uh, this might be, uh, this is, this is my, response to a lot of things like this um there is no shame in going to therapy oh yeah to talk about that because that's a that's like a very traumatizing experience Mm -hmm. like that's not just like um i was traumatized like that's a yeah. That's like a, a personality being, yeah, being changing violated. thing. Yeah, like that's a that's like not just violation but publicly yeah. violation. Yeah. Like publicly violated. Mm-hmm. I, I think that um a lot of the feelings that you're feeling right now um are things that someone like a professional could really help you work through. Yeah. Um and there's no shame in that either. That's a there's a that's a a legitimate thing that's happened to you and don't let anyone try no. to downplay the importance and like the gravity of like what's just happened to you. Like you feel the way you feel right now because you were violated. Yeah. And yeah. I also think like um, I'm, I'm all for like taking control back and all that kind of stuff. But like if you're ever in a relationship where it comes along lines, of, like send me pictures, you're totally more than like allowed at and anyone is regardless of what you've been through at any point in your life being like no I don't do that I'm not comfortable with that that's not like a prerequisite it's not like oh here's the basis and like us getting together and like relationships this is something that you have to do and they get over a fear of I would first say I've never once sent nudes ever I one time accidentally sent not accidentally like tried I was super fucking drunk and had this like terribly blurry picture it was of nothing and my friend threw my phone in the pool before I could send it and I've I've never sent that just because but I that doesn't mean that like, I'm not, I don't know, like that's no shame on anyone for not feeling comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. And if you felt comfortable doing this, sending those pictures to that guy before, and now you don't feel comfortable sending it to anyone ever, that's fine. But if you get to a point where you feel comfortable sending something to someone else, I think like having that fear of those things getting out, that's totally legitimate. It's not something that you have to ever do. Like, it's not like, oh, this is the same thing as like making out. Like this is like, we have mm-hmm. like, these are the steps of a relationship. Right. It's not, it's totally like no shaming if people want to send pictures. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're not comfortable with it, there's also nothing wrong with that. And you can feel, and you have every reason to never want to send pictures like that again. Right. But I don't, but I also don't want it to turn into like, oh, he took that thing from you that you like, now you can't do it because of him. Right. So I think like you have to, and like exactly what you're saying, like therapy, I think is a great thing because again, like not only- you're at, I hate being like, you're such an impressionable age. But like, I remember, I I remember one time I had like a terrible zit when I was 16 and some kid made fun of me for it. And I didn't go to school for a week because I was like, just so embarrassed. 
And I would say like, I don't think that at any age, that thing, that would be awful. And mm. that would feel super shitty at 24. It'd feel super shitty at 30 at any age. So I think talking about it with a therapist would be really great. And then also like, I don't, I, I don't know how heavily involved your school is. And if you feel like you have like, like a safe spot and you've got friends and people and all that stuff who can stick up for you and you can really kind of like shield you from people saying nasty, negative things. But I also wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I, if, if, if someone says something shitty and gross about it, report it to the school. Like I would say like, keep a running tally of that kind of stuff. Mm. It doesn't make you like an uppity bitch. Like if anything, you're helping your classmates not to grow up into like terribly misogynistic people. Boom. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. that makes me so sad. Yeah. And I don't, we have up. a lot of underage listeners mm -hmm. and I just don't want to gloss over the fact that even if you take a selfie of yourself and you are underage and you send it to someone, coerced or not, you can get punished by law for sending child mm -hmm. pornography. That person can get punished too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then anyone they send it to or show it to can also, also get, get punished. So we just be careful. This isn't something I had to deal with yeah. when I was young, but mm -hmm. like, seriously, be careful. Yeah. Very stuff. Yeah. And I think ultimately, um, if you and also if you care about the person that you're with, let them know that and like, hey, I know you want me to send pictures, but even though I trust you and all that stuff, if I send it, I can get in legal trouble. And then you having it, you could be in legal trouble and you don't want to do that to somebody mm -hmm. that you actually really care about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and just like go make out. Okay, on to the next call. Hey, Megan, I'm 25. I've been married for a year and I have a newfound monster-in-law. For the first three uh for the first three years, my husband and I were together. She was great, and we talked weekly. Every time we went, it was like family. And I was so excited to become a part of her family, not just my husband's wife. And I let that be known all of the time. And things were great until, until the weekend of the wedding. And she came, and it was awful. Um, she, for the next six months, spread rumors about me about silly things, about big things, um, things that were never true. She gave out my number to family members, to coworkers, to friends, to old coworkers. I received, oh my gosh, almost a hundred maybe messages in some sort of way via social media, my phone, just harassing me and telling me how awful I was. And it just broke me. I have so much anxiety anyway. And I have a chronic illness. This doesn't make it any easier. And about eight months into our marriage, she finally, after being confronted because she denied all of it, and once I had all of my proof that I showed her, she finally apologized. But I'm still so angry with her. It caused so much distension in my life and my husband's life and our marriage. It got to a point where I was ready to walk out and I couldn't handle it anymore. And my phone ringing would cause panic attacks on a daily basis. And I'm just not ready to forgive her. And right now she's going through kind of a mini self-induced crisis and wants us to be there for her. But I just can't find the patience or the respect enough in me to pick up the phone and respond to her. How do I go about forgiving her? Do, can, am I am I allowed to give it time? Am I 
right in how I feel or am I just overreacting and need to get over it? Thank you so much. Holy shit. Fuck. Um, you're not overreacting. That's insane. That's the plot to a movie. Really? And also, like, why? I just, just, I just want to know why. Like, what was when you confronted her and you guys talked about it? Like, what was her reasoning behind it? And what were these, like, lies and all this stuff that she's spreading? And also, who is she texting that, like, how does she have a hundred people who have, like, no fucking time to then fucking harass you? Like, what is this? This is, like, the same time when we had the same call with, like, the, this, we had to call with the, this girl, her boyfriend's mom was like crazy and like was like her just all over the, all these people. I'm like, where are all these adults? Do they have jobs? Like, what is yeah, all this extra time they have to harass their like really younger, weird. their like sons and daughters and their significant others? So, and what does your husband say about it? That yeah, would right. be my yeah. other question. It seems That's the big one. Yeah. I think, I think if, especially if you're saying that you felt there was a point where you were ready to walk out, that to me seems like that you weren't necessarily getting what you need from him because like at a certain point I'm like if she's being that insane and that crazy and your your husband would then be like hey mom we're you're out of our lives until you can get your shit together and like treat us with and treat her with respect because you guys are an entity now but if that's part of the family yeah and if that's not and I also do you think that she needs to be there for her as she's going through stuff as like the the mother mother mother-in-law is now going through stuff and like wants her to be there for her this is a lot to unpack, right? So let's yeah. start from the base. Yeah, because they, <laughs> yeah. they were together for three years, three years. and everything was great. And yeah. then something happened. So what was the catalyst that happened? You didn't want her to get happened? married? I think if it's the it's, weekend of the wedding, that sounds like she didn't want you guys to get married. It sounds like she is having some, like, it sounds like this has nothing to do with the caller. This sounds like it has yeah. everything to do with some kind of like midlife crisis. Like, oh, <gasps> my son is I'm old enough to be married. Son. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like, like, it, they're based off of like context clues here. Yeah. It sounds like maybe the mom and the son are have like kind of a relationship that's but like a little closer than uh, than like the the everyday relationship, and maybe uh, the mom is being overprotective, and the son doesn't know mm-hmm. how to stand up to the mom. Yeah, if it's a single mom household too, if you don't right. feel comfortable. Oh, that. dude, and if if she's not married, maybe it's like yeah. there there is a. Like that, that whole dynamic yeah. of like, that's my mm-hmm. man. Like you can't have him. Mm-hmm. But I also think regardless of that, I don't think any of it's justified. No, God, no. At all. And I no. think like. That's a crazy person. It, yeah. And it sounds, it sounds like she didn't want you guys to get married, which sounds fucked up to say, but like, just because everything was fine until the wedding weekend that like, it's, it's, it seems like that's kind of where this is all pointing to. Um, and they got married eight months ago, a year ago. A year ago. A year ago. And this has been going on for a year. I just want to know, yeah, if your husband has done anything to put silence this, because like, first of all, you're Mm. not crazy for feeling like Uh. I would get, I mean, okay, I get panicked every time the phone, like my phone rings and like, I constantly think everyone's mad at me Mm. and that doesn't happen that much. But Mm. if like something like this had happened, I would never, I would completely lose my shit. Mm. And I think you, first of all, I don't think you need to. I genuinely don't think you need to forgive her. I think like if you can, whatever you need to do to like, whether it's like, I don't know if you're already in therapy or like, like being able to deal with that stuff, whatever you can do to make yourself feel great. I don't think that that has to do with like ex- ex- forgiving her. I think you can be civil with her, but no, like, no, I don't trust this lady. And I don't think that, and yeah. And like, I feel like she's shown her true colors to you that I think you need. I mean, I'm also the kind of person like I, 
I very much take people are not as complicated as they seem. And I think like whatever someone shows you at face value, I think that's pretty telling. And I think like as great as she was during the good times, how awful she was, I don't think can be like, I don't know, swept under the rug. But she was so great all these other times. I think like no matter what you're personally going through, how you treat everyone else in your life, right. I think is really telling. Um, I'm just, I'm still working through this because mm-hmm. I don't a hundred percent know. So I'm just going to throw this out yeah. there. Um, when you're married to someone, you're married to that person, right? Yeah. And there's like this this overused trope in in like you a lot of their movies. Family, you mean? No, what I mean is like in movies, right? Like there's the whole trope of like the daughter's dad hating the husband. Oh yeah, right? yeah. That's like a thing. Um, is there a way that like she just stops being a part of the dynamic? Is mm. I don't know. Like I don't. No. I don't know. I don't know. See, okay. How do we like? What do you do there? Okay. Here's what I'd say. Yeah. Um. I've definitely like gotten along really well with significant other's parents. Mm-hmm. Like mom, and it's it's it's. You're exactly right. Where it's like this the father daughter the 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 issue with the, the father and right. this girl's boyfriend husband, and then it's the mother son the issue with the mother in law and the daughter in law. Mm-hmm. That's there, there's a reason why JLo made a fucking movie with Jane Fonda. Like that's a real thing. Right, right. I've had various relationships with like my boyfriends of like my whole life and their families and their parents. Yeah, and I, no matter what, ultimately like there's not really there's not really a way to navigate it without like you're no matter what you're going to have to suck up. Like you're, you're going to have to like bottle it in and deal with some stuff that you don't really want to. That's why there's all those jokes about like visiting the in-laws and all that kind of stuff. Like I my high school boyfriend's mom fucking hated me and I could do nothing. I could do no matter what I did, she hated me and I could do nothing to like change any of that. But mm. I'm not going to like t- tell my high school boyfriend, like, by the way, you're almost like a crazy bitch to me. Cause ultimately like she's always going to win that battle. Mm-hmm. You're never going to win as a significant other. Mm-hmm. I-, I think at a point when there's like little things that you can, you can deal with and that kind of come with the territory. But when it gets to a point that makes you question your current relationship, if you want to deal with that for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. that's the time when you have to tell your significant other and they have to intervene. Otherwise I think like he's picking somebody who's treating you this way. And in turn, he's okay with someone treating you like that. Yeah, and even is if there, she's like, family stopped. counseling that you could go oh to, God. is that like what do you? Uh, but I mean, you still, could. That could help. Yeah, it like could. that's that's like the only thing that's coming to mind is like again, I don't mean to be like, mm-hmm. oh, call a professional. I'm an, I'm I'm no, twenty two and dumb, but like, call yeah. a professional. I'm twenty two and dumb. No, I fully agree you with know? you with that. I think like she's definitely dealing. She and even now, what you're saying, she's like a self induced crisis right now. Mm-hmm. Even though she's dealing with that kind of stuff, I think if you want to be the bigger person and be there for her, but ultimately you have to look out for your own mental health. And like, if that's not, if that's going to take you steps backwards, you don't owe that to her. Like, the only thing that you have control over is how you feel. And even if you think you might be helping her by being there for her and all that stuff, if it's ultimately going to harm you, I don't think you're at the right headspace that you're able to help somebody else. Yeah, because yeah. she did say that the mother in law did apologize so yeah. it's like what now what do you have to do to exactly. get over that right. if she's not still doing those things to you what yeah. I think it's yeah. the distance it's mm-hmm. like taking the space and like maybe it, and it's di- definitely dialing back in like the conversations and spending as much time together and not letting her in as much like not like giving her as much 
ammo, if you know what I mean, like not being so personal and like kind of keeping it surface level until you feel or if you ever feel like at a point where you can get deeper with her. Um, but I think just making sure you're kind of keeping everything at arm's length. Um, and then if it happens again, being very vocal with your husband and saying that just so everyone's aware of it. I think that's probably the good thing. And maybe mm-hmm. asking why. That's I what think I want to like, what's the reason yes, why? Yeah. Ask her, maybe that's what's keeping you from completely forgiving her. Because you have no idea why. Knowing why she did it. Yeah, it just feels like a drive-by shooting. Comple- it's yeah, no, so it's so weird. It's very, it seems very out of left field. And also she's apologizing for doing it. She it's, knows it's she messed super up. super fucking stressful to be like, okay, well, you're apologizing for doing it. How do I know you're not going to do it again? Like right. you don't have any of that comfort of knowing like, not that I'm saying that you did anything to make it be that way, but yeah. you feel like at a certain point you want to know why someone did something. Even if you're like, well, what if I just need to contribute to it? You're constantly going to feel anxious thinking that you're about to walk into the situation because you have no idea when it's like going to go off. Yeah. And trust is an earned thing. And and it's it's such a strange thing to have someone earn your trust over three years yeah. and then just say, mm, fuck that yeah. and get rid of it. And then expect you to trust them again. No, it takes a fuck ton of yeah, time to yeah. trust somebody again. And it's not, it's a show, not tell thing. Well, that's, that's the problem is like, it's, it's already, it's like, I believe that you shouldn't just like trust someone off the bat. Right. Yeah. I feel like trust oh, is I'm a, it's, a, it's, it's an, an earned, earned thing. thing yeah. yeah. Um, and so for a person to make a decision like the one she made, mm-hmm. they clearly don't respect and understand what trust means. Yeah. Um, and that is maybe again, a thing that if, if like once the, the, the dust is settled Mm -hmm. and, you know, some time has been taken, maybe there is the option to go to like, like family counseling and say like, Hey, let's talk about this. Let's have a mediator in the Mm -hmm. middle. Let's find out why this happened. Yeah. Right. I think that's a great idea. So it is now time for producer's corner, which producer's corner is when, a producer chooses their favorite question, the most out there question, a memorable question, or it could be a callback, like a feedback from like a follow-up from another caller updating us to like where their situation's at now, or if someone had some interesting insight on a call they heard on another episode. So the options are endless. What do we got, Melissa? We've got the last option. Last option. Someone else's opinion on one. So uh, this is from season one, episode 13. Um, The original caller uh, had just started dating a guy and she'd never really been affectionate Mm. to guys before. And Mm. so she um, didn't know how to go about it. Was this the dust thing you said? Yes. (laughs) The lint. The lint. (laughs) So that call was about a girl who was starting to flirt with this guy and she wasn't sure how to show her affection because she is unexperienced or was. Who knows? It's been a while. Maybe she's not unexperienced anymore. She's unexperienced. So she didn't know how to like really reciprocate the kind of like physical touch sort of a thing just with flirting and didn't want to give him the idea that she wasn't into him because she wasn't super comfortable. So the advice that I had said was... um, Kind of bite the bullet and make like a joke about not being super experienced so he knows not to read into maybe you being a little more awkward. He doesn't think that's because you don't like him. It's he can know that like, oh, she's just not super experienced. And it's kind of like the first call here. We basically, I basically had just said that if if that scares him off, then he's just a shitty guy in general. Easily. And yeah, and a good guy would never be afraid of that. And mm-hmm. then um the actual like touch thing mel can take that away she had some <laughs> she had some great really insightful thing that confused the shit out of me the first time she said it yeah so i said uh imagining that the guy had like lint on him or something well, so you okay just- you really really what you said was do the old pick the lint <laughs> trick and i was like the fuck <laughs> 
but no, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I'm so you just yeah, you just pretend that they have something on them. So There's an excuse to touch it. it. Yeah, it's an excuse it, to touch him. him. It, it could be it. You um, lit on your dick, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And then you just like rub it, and that just. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I should just have like, said dick right before. I'm just like imagining like two orangutans like. Yeah, I know. It's just like a like a little crest. <laughs> it's, it's good though. It makes sense because like I, it's the same thing that I felt like when I was younger that if I like had a crush on a guy, I would always, or even now, um, if I was like date, like when you first start dating someone, I always want an excuse to text somebody mm-hmm. at first. Mm. Like, oh, let me ask you about homework. Oh, let me say like, I saw this thing that reminded me of you. Mm-hmm. So like a kind of a touch thing of being like, oh, I'm only touching you because like, oh, you had like a piece of lint on you. Yeah, and right. it helps build your confidence. Yeah, right. with actually touching them. Yeah. Right, like how like, I'm in love with my yoga instructor and when I go up to her, I'm like, hey, uh, do you teach classes <laughs> outside of this gym? I can just see how <laughs> excited your face is already. Oh, uh, yeah. Is she yeah. super hot? She's just the best. Oh, she's just she great. married? It's on a spiritual level. It's like <laughs> oh, God, the light you yogis. in her sees the light in me. Mm, namaste. namaste. Yoga. No, um, <laughs> no, but also I remember being like 12, yeah. right? And you'd be sitting next to someone that you had a crush on the bus. Yeah. And it was like the powers at B made our knees touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember just being like, how does this happen? Aww. How does that happen, right? Yeah. So I think that body language is such a hard thing yeah. to learn. It's, it's like... It's something you do every day, mm-hmm. but you don't think about it. And with every new relationship you're in, it's like uh, you have to, you're basically starting over, feeling comfortable, like being affectionate and touchy with somebody. Mm. Like every relationship I'd been in before, like I was awkward at first. Then by the end of it, I'm like, no, cool, I feel fine. Just like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but then, like even when I started dating Mots like years ago or whatever, I remember. It was also different because we started off as friends. So that felt like a weird, like Joey Rachel thing of being mm. like, oh God, are we allowed to do this? But I remember like not feeling, I don't know, you like feel nervous. Like, oh, should I hold his hand? Like, oh, is he going to think this is weird or whatever? But like now at this point, it doesn't matter. But that's the fun. It I think, is the fun. Yeah, I think not the knowing the, the, how like, someone feels. Well, because again, like it's just like, uh, like, uh, like the love languages, right? Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's the five love languages. Like, like everyone receives and gives love yeah. differently, right? And so it's, it's exciting. It's it it's is. like new and magical and like like wondrous. Like oh my god! I think like, it is too. I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. What if I just like touch your leg? Oh yeah. my god! Oh my god! I did it! I did it! You know what I mean? It's it's really cool yeah. to be in in that like exciting new fresh mm-hmm. phase. And and I think that the the fact that it's scares people and makes them uncomfortable is why it's so fun. Oh, totally. You know, yeah, it does. Let's get oh. into. The- oh yeah, let's yeah, hear sorry. let's hear the response. I was actually in a very similar situation about. Almost a year ago now, um, where I was a virgin, I barely ever kissed anyone, nothing more than like a peck on the lips. And I really, I didn't even really know how to be in a relationship. Um, So, but I did meet a guy and we're still together and he's absolutely amazing. And I just wanted to let her know that um, if if he is the right guy or, you know, if he is a good guy, he will be willing to talk with her and lead her through anything. Um, like the guy I'm with now will, if I, I'm completely inexperienced. So he was completely willing to wait. We didn't even, he didn't even like ask me about sex or anything until like six months in. Like he was, he didn't expect anything from me until I was completely ready for it. And even when I was, he was willing to teach me and 
lead me through it. Um, and that's like, even just with like everything, I'm com- I'm com- probably completely innocent. Like I don't know really anything at all. He'll still make jokes and I'm like, huh? I don't, I don't get it. Um, but if it might be a little late for her, it was a couple weeks ago, but, um, if he is the right guy, he will be willing to help her out. Ugh, well, I'm so glad we played this one after that that other call we had. Yeah, that was very, very pure and very yes. uplifting, lifting and very like girls helping girls. Yeah. I love that. That was great. And it was so sweet. Yeah, that was great. Because we keep saying it in hypotheticals, but like right. now you actually like you, you know. have proof. You don't have just two people saying like the right guy won't care. But you're like, really? But now you actually have someone who has been through that exact thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Helps with what? the first caller too. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. a lovely little community you built so here. Cute. Just like girls helping girls, man. I love, I love it. that. That's rad. I That's love so it. Cool. It's a lot of girl power here. Hell yeah. And some boys too. Hey man, we love. We don't discriminate against the boys. No, I'm just. We love them. I'm just, They've got issues too. The boys uh, will call in up teeth issues too. Uh, yeah, um, I was one of those. I am one of those. Yeah, everyone has issues. Mm. We all do. Mm-hmm. We're like magazines, That's humans. The tagline. <laughs> don't blame me. Everyone has issues. Everyone has issues. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, guys, that was it for this episode. Jonah, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me on. You were great. Thank you so much. We also think very similarly. Mm-hmm. Every time that you were going, you said something, the, that was the exact next thing I was going to say in the same phrasing. Really? Did you That's, go to college? Yeah, uh, I did a year in college. Okay, great. We have been the exact same amount of college. <laughs> I was like, we're at the exact same level. And so I was like, That's so funny. And I was like, I bet literally like I fully, fully feel like it was just, it was so funny. That's rad. It was yeah, great. I was just no, listening to me like, no, that's exactly what I was going to say and how yeah. I was going to put those exact words together in mm-hmm. order in that sentence. Well, good. I'm glad that I could be <laughs> a help. No, it was great. It was yeah, great. Thanks um, for having me on. That was, that was not an insult to you. I took it as a compliment. Oh, great. Good. I'm like, I'm was, like, do you, do you think you that, do you think that like comparing me to you is an insult? Is that, that's I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to psychoanalyze you right the now. Compliment. <laughs> I was no. going to say that should be a compliment. Um, if you guys want, where can people follow you on the internet um, or in real life? Give your address. Yes. Yeah, so I live at 1242. Uh, no, I'm so I, scared uh, you actually said yeah. your address. No, I didn't. Um, I, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Jonah the Great on Twitter at Jonah Green. And I, I guess if you're still using Snapchat, uh, what? My no. Snapchat's Jonah Green. Do you still snap? No. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, we would love if you left us a review on the Apple Podcast app. Mm. Give us five stars. Five We're star. a fantastic Uber ride. Five star. And if you guys want to call in and leave a voicemail, call 310-694-0976. Five stars. Yes, five stars. And if you're international, you can send us a voice memo to meganpodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you guys. And if you're a previous caller from another episode um, or one from this episode and you want to give us an update, like that girl who I want to know what happened with you and that guy. Like, did you... Did, did you were you which did, one the one with the, yeah, with the right. that one the girl. one from the forever ago that we did the response for i want to hear about that i want to hear about everybody's um everybody's life and love and all that stuff and i also really want the fucking update on mother-in-law like mm. super bad yeah this really episode is that. sponsored by mother-in-laws by mother-in-laws <laughs> figure out why let us know call back in we'd love to hear we will see you guys next week or and here also, this is on YouTube, by the way. Fuck, I forgot to say at the beginning, guys. Do you want to watch on YouTube? Yeah, you want to <gasps> watch the video on YouTube? Where can I watch it? On YouTube.com/slash Megan's YouTube channel. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye bye. Don't. 
Blame Me is a production by me, produced, directed, and edited by Melissa DeMons, camera operator Shereen Younes, post-production sound by Chris Henry, production assistant Julie Carley, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I'll see you guys next week, and don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then. <laughs> oh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.